Welcome to the Love What You Create podcast. I'm your host, Cassie Mendoza-Jones, and I'm here to help you create the business you know you're here to create without stressing yourself out, going into mind drama, or burning yourself to a crisp. Instead, I'll teach you how to trust in your innate value, own your gifts, share them with the world, and magnetize clients, money, and opportunities towards you from your natural state. What does that mean? It means knowing that you belong in this room exactly as you are. It means the world needs all of you to show up, no perfection needed. And it means you're in exactly the right place here with me. I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. I am so excited to share this conversation with you. This is my beautiful friend, Helen Jacobs. She is a psychic and a mentor. She's got three beautiful books called You Already Know, Asking for a Friend, and Follow Your Heart. She has an amazing podcast. She just, beautiful oracle cards, just everything she does. She gives readings, she runs workshops, she runs, she's done retreats. She's got an online shop with so many beautiful tools and resources. Everything she does, I just love and Every, everything she is, I just adore. And what we used to do, you'll hear all about this, but several years ago, we used to meet every fortnight for a kind of like a one hour, just coaching call, coaching celebration, friendship, connection call. I don't know what you want to call it, but we just met and we've been friends for years by then anyway. And we just met and like chatted about life and business and things that were feeling amazing for us and things that were feeling sticky or stuck and it was just this absolutely beautiful like it makes me emotional to think about it this space where we could just share and be seen and not and know that we were just so loved and held and not judged and it was such a safe space for both of us and then you know I had a baby and then we kind of picked it up we forgot about this and we remembered after we stopped with the record like stopped playing you know what I mean after I stopped the recording that's better um we had tried to pick it up again when my son my second child when my son was a few months old but it was just a bit hard and he was kind of waking up to the world and I was like trying to talk to her while we were on a walk and it was just didn't work so this is our first big beautiful conversation in a couple of years pretty much at least like a year or just over and It's just an insight into firstly, just our beautiful friendship and just the way we can talk to each other about everything forever. But we also dive into each other's businesses and her beautiful new book, which is called Follow Your Heart. It's her third book and it's recently been published. It's recently come out. We chat about her writing and her process. We chat about me and my business and my process of coming back to work after having Jesse and It's just a beautiful conversation and I can't wait for you to tune in. So you'll find links to Helen and her Instagram and anything else that you need at, you know, in the show notes and go over to her Instagram. Oh, and you also might know how much I love her cards, the little sage oracle cards. I'm sure so many of you know about them, have them. I have used my cards from her pretty much every day for like, hundred years <laughs> and the first deck that I got from her is so like it's literally sticky taped to the cover because of how many thousands of times I have opened that box and pulled out those cards she recently updated the deck so I have the new deck too I still use both because I just love them both anyway I cannot wait for you to tune in I I just know you're going to get something incredible out of this conversation come over to Instagram let us both both know what you think what landed for you what jumped out 
and yeah just excited for you to tune in so here we go um Cassie can you have a look at the time oh it won't work oh. for you because you're in Sydney <laughs> it's 1 11 I love it though <laughs> I'm gonna and vibe you with just... your Brisbane vibe <laughs> yeah Brisbane's the way to go uh but you for those of you who are just listening Cassie said who will talk first and I was like me 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 because I could see the time <laughs> so we are starting serendipitously at 1 11 <laughs> so good so, okay, so for those who don't, you no one, I was going to say for those who don't know, but probably no one knows, but Helen and I used to do chats like this all the time a couple of years ago before I had, before I was a mum. Even before Asha, yeah. Yeah, it was four years ago. We, I, I know our last one was January of 2019 because it was the last month before oh, I kidding. was working. Yeah, so it was four years ago, which is, yeah, she's <gasps> just turned four. Oh, yeah, I mean, the 2020 and 2021, to my thinking, were <laughs> just a void that, yep. like, we will never speak of again. So it's not really four years. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we used to have these fortnightly chats and they were just the best. And what I loved so much was that we never really had an agenda or, but we just would, one of us would start and just talk. And then at like the 30 minute mark, it would just really naturally move into the next. And we just did this like coaching, reflection, sharing, celebrating, hand holding. Mm-hmm. And it was just amazing. So that, that's what this is. And now everyone gets to listen. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I miss it. So I'm so glad that, I, I mean, it. everyone gets to share in this. Uh, but also uh, I need some Cassie in my world. I know. I need some Helen in my world. <laughs> I was reading, I was flicking through your new book while I was having my lunch today. Oh, thank you, my love. So well, nice. that's only possible because of you. The whole oh. book writing journey really was because of you (laughs) I was gonna say thanks but like you did all the work I just made an introduction (laughs) you did make an introduction but one of the things that I would really I I mean I'm sure I I hope I've said this to you before but I'll I'll declare it in front of everyone Often the world of publishing in particular is seen as highly competitive and you don't share your contacts and you really did help me out and I know actually quite a lot of other people uh, just quietly because it's who you are. Uh, and I did sneak it in with, I can't remember if I used your name. I think at the time we were trying to be quite um, quiet. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, but you're there in the acknowledgements uh, yeah. in that first book because it it you uh, helped me achieve a dream that my seven-year-old self was so, you know, dreaming of. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled that now you're holding the third book. Yes, I love it. And I put them on and they're all like, they're on my bookshelf, which I color coded. And so I, when I went to find it, I was like, it's, so I find books in my head anyway by their color, which makes the bookshelf great for me. For my husband, Nick, he's like, where is that cookbook? There's no cookbook section. I'm like, what color is the book? So I'm like, it's pink. So I went to find it. You've been watching too much home edit. I just, do you know what? I've never watched it. I started oh, really? once. Yeah, I just it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, the color coded bookshelf like calms my nervous system. 
I visually like it, but I think I'm kind of sitting somewhere between you and Nick because <laughs> I get frustrated. I, I think, it, well, it's not always by the author's name because yeah. you, know, you don't always remember an author's name, but I do like the chronological aspect of finding <laughs> the book. <Yeah. laughs> anyway, uh, let's uh, let's talk about something a little Sorry. more interesting. I want to know about... The book, because I just want to know, tell me from you, from your, like anyone who hasn't read it yet, like how it came through, how it felt to write it. Because I know every book has such a different process and story and the way it comes through to us is so different and its timeline is so different and its journey is so different. So tell me about this one, Follow Your Heart. Oh, look, I actually didn't really plan to write this book. I was actually working on another, um, uh, essentially a program, this community that I have in my work. And I was sort of tying together the idea of these energy forecasts that I do and how someone can actually implement it and follow their intuition and their guidance. And so I started putting together some like information and was like, oh, I can't get all of this out in like one video or like why so that was sort of in the back of my mind and then of course me being me I had this intuitive nudge I reached out I was chatting with my publisher she had a spot to fill and she was like you know there's a book in what you're talking and what you're like exploring and I was like great <laughs> and no. then it was written in eight weeks eight weeks eight weeks <sighs> um and at the risk of sounding really like frustratingly annoying uh, I found the process so joyful Great. and I think you know we were just saying before yeah but you know <laughs> when it comes to publishing and writing and I think maybe non-fiction is a different beast to fiction uh, even the language we use the beast yeah. uh, it's like this this thing mm. whereas this was so joyful and quick and easy and light um, and I, I hope it feels like that when people read it because it can be fun. It can be, you know, the process is enjoyable. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm. And I think also, I don't know if this is on purpose, but the fact that it's like a smaller book, like not, I don't know if word count, but like it makes it seem not in comparison to other books, but just in comparison to books in general. I think when books are a bit smaller, it's like, oh, this is more bite-sized digestible like lighter like just pick it up and I, I know there's a yes. process in the book but also I feel like you can flick through it I think with mm -hmm. all of your books though you can use them almost like your oracle cards like you just open yes. find what you need and then you're done for a minute Yes. Well, because there are so many tools uh, that are in there and different processes and meditate, like it is a very, very practical guidebook. Um, and I do say, you know, in, in the introduction, I would really like for you to please just follow it at least once in yes, order. Yes, I read that. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to flick. Then I'm not the only one. <laughs> and that's fine because ultimately... That's the point of the book, right? Yeah. It is called Follow Your Heart. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, you know, th there is a reason why my logical mind says follow it in order, but absolutely flick through it. Um, yeah, definitely. Oh, I love it. And, like, just even use, when I mention your Oracle cards, I just feel like I need to mention to anyone who, I don't know, just everyone. <laughs> I've used your cards pretty much every day since I've 
ever had like since I had them and remember so when your new deck came out I was like this is great because I would have bought it anyway but also my old deck was so tattered <laughs> yes I had sticky taped the box because I'd opened it probably <laughs> 10,000 times I've still got it because I can never ever part from it Aww. but you know this amazing thing I remember once before we were like close and talking a lot I emailed you and I was like, I've just realized that there's no beginnings card in my deck. And you very kindly sent me the big, the new beginnings card. And then like two years later, I don't know if I've even told you this. I'm about to get goosebumps. When we were moving, I moved uh. a bookcase. We were moving house and I was sad to move. Like I was excited, but also sad. We'd been there for eight or eight or nine years. And I moved the bookcase. And what was under the bookcase? <laughs> my original new beginnings card. From probably, I don't know when, but like it obviously slipped out at some stage and it was there waiting for me. And then I had two and I was like, this is just fabulous. And then I felt so bad because I was like, did she give me a new beginning card from one of her decks? And now that deck doesn't have a beginning. And I have two. <laughs> so bad because it was waiting for me. It was waiting for me for years just to, to be found at that t- perfect time when we were leaving our home of nine years and moving to a new home. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. <laughs> I had actually, I didn't know that that's how you found it, but I had forgotten um, that you had asked, like requested yeah. one of the cards because ordinarily I would probably not have opened a deck and pulled yeah. out one. And But, you know, like I also do have some decks floating around that, you know, that's fine. But I remember thinking at the time, and I forgot this until now, I was like, it just doesn't miss one card. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, whatever. Like, let's just follow this lead. So I'm glad that it was hiding and has turned up yeah. some. So then I had to place us all those years later. Oh my gosh. Um, and how did you navigate the writing with like, because did you write it? Was it during school holidays or just while the girls were at school? Like, how do you manage yeah. writing and writing a book in eight weeks with mum life, wife life, business, everything? Mm. I think it's first really important to point out that my girls are a little older than your children yes. uh, and so they are both at school so Rose uh, no she was in year one when I wrote that um, I doubt it was in school holidays because it just wouldn't have happened yes <laughs> to be honest <laughs> like it just wouldn't have happened um, but you know I said that it was really joyful so uh, you know, when you're really in love with something and you're excited about it, it's very easy to find time for it. Mm. Um, but, you know, with the first book, and I'm sure you have had similar experiences with the books that you've written, that that first book, A, I didn't know what I was doing, but B, it was like I scheduled it and I turned up and was like no matter what I'm writing today and then you'd rip it out and like I remember I seeing never, your, yeah. your word counts like you yes. post them on social you're like I've done this one this is my plan yeah. you had a spreadsheet yes yes yes, <laughs> yes I did whereas this one was so different so in terms of timing um I mean, again, at the risk of being annoying, this one just worked really easily. The funny thing is, though, my kids have a different perspective of it because uh, Rose, who I just mentioned, I, I'm really kind of toying with writing fiction and I mentioned it in passing and actually we are 
concocting this little story together and she said oh but mum every time you write it means we don't get to see you (laughs) which I thought was really interesting because to your question I only work in school hours so I I don't know where she got that idea from but it's it's interesting that if you ask her she's got a different response (laughs) yeah I find kids like it could have just been once you had to, but you had to say, I just got to quickly do this thing. And then she might've remembered that for so long. Whereas, as mm-hmm. you said, like you only write when she's at school. So if you never wrote, she would also never know. I don't <laughs> think they have any idea what I do. Actually, this is, um, so my oldest daughter, Isla is now in year six. So oh I God. almost have what? a high schooler on my hands, but she at the end of last year had to give a talk for part of the leadership um, process, you know, who they are, what they stand for. Fortunately, there was no vote voting involved. Uh, but as parents, we were invited along to see our kids talk. Anyway, okay. she's got this whole thing and she announces to everyone, you know, we're sitting in the audience, that her mum uh, writes books and makes oracle cards and takes a lot of calls. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's true. There's a lot more to it. <laughs> so it'll be really interesting. I'm sure you'll see. And even with Asha at four, like she yeah. would be so aware of like, yeah, the idea of what mum does. And yeah, she yeah. loves to come and sit at my desk. Um, mm. And even like, you know, she's been on sometimes like even if she was sick or you know it was hot school holidays and I couldn't get care for her but I could it was easier for me to just get care just for Jessie and not at the same time because of the age difference and so she just came and sat with me and she loved like just here's some snacks here's the iPad for 90 minutes but (laughs) she loves to come and sit and like color in and I give her a um, like a notebook that's not doesn't have important stuff in it because she'll use my highlighters and She'll come mm-hmm. and pretend Nick has like an old laptop and she likes to pretend that she's working. So yeah, they, they definitely watch every, they watch everything. They see mm-hmm. everything. Mm. Well, I think just for my own interest, I know this is something that I do get asked a lot by my clients, not just on writing books, but like our own personal practices. Mm. Um, and, you know, as friends, I remember we were having a lot of this conversation as you became a mom and as I was still, you know, in, in those early days with my kids, that people think that they have to keep it separate. And it's like, well, I don't have time every morning to journal and do Oracle cards and to do all of these things and get the kids out the door. And it's like, well, no, that's cool. But like they can sit and play with the Oracle cards or they can my do a yoga pose with you. Mm. Yes. Maybe that's why the beginnings card was really missing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> They do. They're watching what we do for work, but they're watching our our practices, but how we respond to things, how we, you know, so, yeah, they're they're our teachers as much as we're, you know, hopefully teaching them something too. I am really interested, actually, if we can segue a bit, because uh, before we hit record, we were talking about, um, 
you know, where you were, I think it was just before Jesse was born, maybe like in between the kids Uh, and, you know, where you thought your business might go post baby uh, and, and what you wanted to do. And I'd said to you, you know, I've been watching you on Instagram in particular, and you've come back with like this clarity and like this oomph, like you are occupying space. Thanks. <laughs> How did you get there? What happened? <laughs> so after, so obviously before Asha was born, you know, as you touched on, like we were chatting and I'm, I was very nervous. Like what was business going to look like? What was, what was it going to do? How was it going to work? And I remember you saying to me, your baby isn't coming into your life to make things harder. Mm. And that's not to say it's easy all the time to like. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> but I really love that because it just gave me this like perspective that I couldn't yet place in my life, but I've just remembered that for four years. And then, you know, I found my way after Ashy. And then after Jesse, I was like, okay, now really, how do I do this? Now I have two kids. Like now we've got to get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. as we were saying also before we hit record, it did mean I went back to work earlier than after Asha. I ha- I did have more time just me and her. But what I did was I found this beautiful, I couldn't, I had such nanny drama finding care for Jesse, but I found this beautiful family daycare. And I put him in daycare at six months for three hours twice a week. So I, I paid for the full day and I was like, and I'm picking him up at 1130. Mm. And I, I planned my business in a way that meant that I pretty much, I, I worked in my business with client work, literally like 8.30 till 11.30, two mornings a week. So I had a couple of private clients on a Wednesday and my mastermind on a Thursday. On a Thursday morning before the mastermind, I'd record my podcast episode. Um, I would edit it during his naps. I did work during <laughs> naps, but I built my business back up from zero everything, zero dollars, zero clients. Like maybe a bit of income from some online courses, but like I took a lovely, like I did take a big chunk of mat leave and I built it back up, but really with this, like, I'm only working this much. And this is, and I had this strong belief of all the time I have is all the time I need. Dot, dot, dot. All oh, the time I have I'm is sure all you've shared that on Instagram yes, because yeah, I, that, that one is filed away in my mind too. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, but I, but then you can insert anything all the time I have is all the time I need to make the money I want to make, see the clients I want to see, create the, cause I was creating a brand new podcast from scratch, mm. create the podcast I want to create, launch the podcast, edit the podcast, everything. So <laughs> all, the things. all the things. And what's amazing is that I also started to work with um, just trusting that like, if I put energy into something, I'd, I'd make a return back on that, even if I didn't know how. So I dropped the how of a lot of things. Mm. And I remember with the mastermind launch last year. So I had done the mastermind 2021 when I was pregnant with Jesse. And then, you know, came back to do it last year. And I wanted 10 clients. I was like, that's my, that feels like my max. And I started marketing when he was like, Jesse was like sleeping on me in the carrier. I wasn't even back at work. I didn't even have childcare yet. So there was so much faith and trust that I had to put in myself and in my work and in my business of like, can you A, find me 10 beautiful clients and a nanny? Like I need <laughs> childcare to do this. So I was signing clients before I had childcare. And 
but I just trusted it was going to work out. And I trusted that with every client I sold, I was closer to selling the next, finding the next Mm. client. And I just created this momentum for myself with the belief that like I signed clients one at a time and I just kept selling until I sold out at 10. And then I turned the taps off energetically. I was like, I'm done. Like that's, that's Mm. it. And then we had this incredible round and I trust, like I always speak to Um, you know, the way we often speak to our guides and the way I know you do, I speak to my business like that too. And the mastermind, yeah, the container in and of itself. And the mastermind still says, it's like, I'm, I'm here. This is, I'm here for so like, I'm here. I'm here. We'll stop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) New sentence. Um, Mm. And there's so much, like everything is iterative and it's so, it's such an evolution. And for me also to watch it, like I'll get new downloads, new concepts will flow through, um, the the actual mastermind just keeps growing and evolving and even you know we were talking before about like master um, disappointment like launch disappointment mm. and I just did a podcast episode and I was talking about it with my clients in the mastermind this morning how when I market for one mastermind I'm not just marketing for that one I'm marketing for all the future rounds too because someone who's been watching me for two years might sign up mm-hmm in next September's round or next March's round. Like we can't think in such a small linear scale that if we don't sell the numbers we want immediately, that something's broken. We have to step out of linear time and see the bigger picture that every, every, and like what I said, every sale, every client we sign is actually bringing us closer to the next. I love that idea because it is, you know, On the one hand, sure, we have access, all of us, uh, and obviously you and I, this idea of like being able to, you know, communicate with essentially the soul of our business entity and guides and one another and, and like, you know, I truly believe that that is wonderful Mm. and we are human. Yes. (laughs) And so, and so we have well, certainly I can have a lot of expectations on myself mm. that, uh, you know, it, it it's only a success if X, Y, Z. Yes. And I love that you position it in such a way as, well, we don't know yet who else, we don't know who else is seeing it. Or I often, and you probably find this too, I, I love when a client turns up and they tell me how they found me. Uh because it's rarely from the formula of marketing that we've been told to do, right? Mm -hmm. Especially in this kind of work, it's because their cousin, sister's brother's friend picked up a book and (laughs) that they found on a train. And then they tripped over it and they missed their train and they spilled their coffee down their top. And then. (laughs) And that's how I found you. Um, like cool okay so maybe I can ease off the Instagram uh but have it actually well that's that's also something that I have observed for you and you know I'll be really really honest Mm. I I'm kind of sick and tired of creating content feeling like I am fueling someone else's business and I've been watching what you're doing and I suspect there's a lot of people that are like whoa they can feel it they're like what's Cassie doing uh you've approached it so differently it's so real and so raw uh both in what you're personally sharing but like it's just like this is me this is where I am today like me don't like me this is what I'm selling 
Yeah. And you know, one of the biggest things that I did is um, inspo from one of my mentors, um, Simone Soul. I stopped designing oh, yes. up pretty graphics. Yeah, I'm because, so there. Do you know the biggest thing? I love, like, you know me. And if you don't know me, just just trust me when I say I love pretty things. I love, yes, like, do. I love things to be a certain way and look a certain way. And, like, my mom and my sister interior architects, mm. uh, like, I love nice, luxe things. And also, all the time I have is all the time I need, and I do not have time to sit on Canva, which I love, and rec- and create graphics because what it does, I get an idea, I put it in my notes, I can screenshot it immediately and share it, and then it's done. It's off my plate. If I say to myself, "Just wait till both kids are asleep," um, and then I've done this, and then and then I can sit at Canva, and then oh, but then I've got to make sure that the graphics are really perfect, and then should I have a caption with it? And that's time I do gone. Energy mm-hmm. I don't have. And then the idea, the energy, that essence is gone. And so I did like, part of me was like, but I have pretty colors and I, and I'm like, all of that can exist. And I'm going to share like this right now. And if I ever change my mind and sometimes in, if I'm fancy, mm-hmm. I will like change the color of the text in my notes. Oh, I've noticed. I was yeah. like, oh, she's but I can back to a that. brand color. <laughs> yeah. Her teal is back. Her <laughs> teal is back. It's not consistent because it's easy to do it when I'm on my laptop. The only way I can do it on my phone is if I go to an old note that was teal that I've got to scroll through my notes to find it and then I have to copy it into a new note and then and then edit the words. And I'm like, this is a mission. So sometimes if you know it's teal if I had extra time and, I'm, and I was writing it from my laptop, sometimes it's teal. Otherwise it's black and it's perfect. Do you know why? Because I just decided that it's yes. perfect. You know, this is something that I've really been contemplating. And I think, you know, having had a book that's just come out and I'm sure that you would agree with what I'm about to say, you know, the each book that you write has its own way with you and you have yes. to integrate the message. And so, you know, I've written a book called Follow Your Heart. And you guess better be happened? following your heart. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I, I would I would say I'm usually pretty good with this, but one of the places that I have tripped myself up is in business. And this is something that I have um I I come up against over and over and over again. I have a business degree. I've majored in PR and marketing. I mm. have done every online course under the sun. I, I also just really like learning. Yes. But in the very beginning of my business, like the very beginning, I've quit my PR job. Oh, I'm going to make a living as a psychic. And, you know, naturally the first thought I had was, well, I know how to put a PR plan together. And every time I tried something, clients would disappear, the bookings would empty out, and I'd be like, okay, I have to actually practice what I'm learning here and I have to trust and so on and so forth. So, you know, you fast forward now, I'm 15 years down the track and, you know, there there is a level of um, system and structure that makes a business work. But it is so easy to overcomplicate it and to make it actual, especially for the type of work that we do, so far removed from the actual essence of who we are Mm. and what we actually believe. (laughs) And like to, to your point, when you just asked me before, like, what did, what have I done in the last, like, you know, year and a bit, I simplified like last year, last year, I was so conscious of saying my work at the moment, my goal, my main focus is the mastermind and my podcast. 
if one-on-one clients flow to me, I have space on a Wednesday. If not, I'm supported in the mastermind and by and, and in the podcast, wherever that leaves. And that's all I did. So I had this minimum every week. I would just show up for my beautiful mastermind clients. I would do a podcast episode and that's all I did. And then to your point about how clients find us, one of my clients who joined the mastermind and then ended up moving into um, six months of one-on-one coaching instead, because the timing didn't work. She found me because she Googled something for her boat, which has the word anchor in it. And I have a course called anchor into your power. <laughs> so she found me, bought the mastermind and then like literally applied immediately and then ended up moving into one-on-one coaching. So I just, I, I, I went back to not even basics because it's not basic, but I went mm. back to what is this like a core essence? What am I doing? How, how, and also how can I truly make this work for me and my family? So that when I show up, I'm showing up, not with having, you know, ticked a thousand things off my list and then I'm showing up exhausted and drained. And to be fair to myself, in 2021, I did, you know, I was pregnant with Jesse and I think I felt a bit of a, a like a, a rush to get stuff done and to get stuff done before, you know, I was taking leave in July and it was, he was born in August and I was doing, I did the, my beautiful podcast balance with my friend Kate Carr, which was amazing. But I also, so I had the podcast and, and I underestimated just like the newness of doing a podcast for the first time. Plus I had my mastermind, plus I had clients, plus I was creating anchor, plus I was doing like speaking <laughs> and I was doing so much. And then I was getting really sick. I was asthmatic. I am asthmatic. And then with pregnancy and everything, day, my daughter had started daycare. It was a lot. Oh, mm. It was a lot. And I, yeah. So 2022, I was like, I'm going to go simple. I have a three-year-old and a six-month-old and I want to, and I want to work slash need to work and I love to work, but not at the expense of like everything. And of course there were times where I had more stressful weeks and times where I was like, why did Jesse wake up after 45 minutes? Can't you do a two hour sleep? I need this time. Like there was that. And I, and I also kept things so simple because in that simplicity, I had energy to amplify everything that I was doing instead of spread myself thin. And it was amazing. And then this year moving into it, there's like one extra thing that's moving through one or two extra things, but it's kind of like in the, in, in essence, it's the same, but there's even more space now because now he's at daycare for two full days instead of two mm. half days. So in a way I've doubled my, mm. my energetic availability and my capacity and so there's space that I'm not rushing to fill as well. Oh, I love mm. all of that. You also said before we jumped on the call, or like before we hit record, that you have just launched or relaunched this mastermind. And yes. as this goes to air, I'm sure that would be closed, right? Yes. But as you were um, closing that off, you then had this whole other program just like drop in and download. And not only did you like map it all out, but I'm sure you said before we hit record, you've also launched it. Yes. So, <laughs> so the speed when you do slow down, it, you know, so tell me how. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, so in real time, as we record, it's a Thursday. It's been one week since the mastermind closed. It was last Wednesday. I was sitting on my balcony and I was having lunch and I was a little bit disappointed. It was the last day of the launch. And as I was saying to you, I didn't. So on one hand, I don't only set goals and metrics in my business. Cause it's just, I just don't. And I also ha- could feel that I had capacity for more beautiful clients in the space. 
And so I was just sitting in that kind of sitting in that energy of like, okay, so this hasn't gone the way I not even like thought, but like the way that I actually knew I had space for. And literally, as I was thinking that this entire program just like landed in me and I had to put my lunch down, go and grab my notebook. And I remember kind of laughing, but also like in, in all honesty, I'm like, this is amazing. And also I have other things to do today. Like <laughs> I haven't finished. <laughs> I have to close the sales page. I have to like still prep something to start tomorrow. I've got to check, you know, like, and then I, it was probably one o'clock and I had to go stop work at, you know, three 30 to go get the kids. Anyway, the program was like, nope, I'm here. And the time is now. And I quickly looked through my calendar and I found, you know, Thursday is 1 p.m. from whatever date in April, that's when it's going to be. And I thought to myself, should I wait a couple of weeks and just promote it from like, you know, three or four weeks out? And the message back was like, just bloody open it, just open it, yeah. whatever. Like yeah. the other thing that I love to do is I, I love, I'm happy to be selling all the time. So I don't actually, I don't mind that it's a, in Echo's longer launch or open cart, whatever, than someone saying it's open for a week because I trust my client's timing to join anyway. So if I'm giving more time to join, I, it's, I, yeah, to me, it just felt good in my body. It might change one day, but for me, I just said, I'll open it. So the program dropped in. I wrote the sales page over like somehow Friday naps, a bit of Saturday. And then I got the sales page up. And Nick and I, amazingly, it was our anniversary on Wednesday. It was the first oh, happy March. anniversary. And it was 11 years. Yeah. So first of March, 11 years, and that's oh. when it all dropped in. I just and, and it was like recording. one according. <laughs> <laughs> and so on Sunday, we had uh, the kids were at the grandparents and we were going to go to the beach and go to dinner. And I thought, okay, well, I could just get home and, you know, open it tonight you know, when the kids are asleep. And again, it was like, just press send. So I literally sent the email and then we went off and had a swim and had dinner and um, got home and realized one of the links was broken on the sales page, but it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the program. And the program is all about selling no matter your mood. So it's, it's just about showing up and it's not about pushing through resistance and pushing, oh, sorry, it is about pushing through resistance. It's not about pushing through fatigue or pushing through like, mm. you know what, actually I do want to just step back and rest and have a nap and have a break. It's, but it's saying what you said before, like we're human, we're going to feel all the things. And you know what, our business actually is here to support and protect us and move us through that. It's not mm-hmm. like when people say, um, you're getting in your own way. I, I like to throw back to them. You're not getting in your own way. You are the way. So, and I always say the work is the work. So if you're feeling, you know, if you're feeling stuck in resistance, can you use the resistance to move through the resistance? Like if I'm, and exactly what you said, you've written a book about following your heart. You think you're not going to be reminded and called to follow your heart. That's the work <laughs> being the work. So this program is saying how, how, how fully can I express, how much can I express myself throughout this process and how much trust can I have in all expressions of myself being valid and valuable and knowing that I'm valuable no matter my mood. So I can sell, and it's not about selling snake oil or like being inauthentic. Mm, mm-hmm. It's saying, mm, I'm a bit tired and I'm ratty that the kitchen's messy and I didn't get to go to yoga this week. Actually, hilariously, I never get to go to yoga, but like, let's just pretend that's a thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and guess what? I'm still a highly skilled coach who can help you X, Y, Z. Here's how you work with me. 
not waiting for those high vibes. They're great, but they're not a prerequisite for having a beautiful, expansive, sustainable business. Look at me well, in the hair. I, on my hair. <laughs> you tell us. <laughs> Uh, but it's true. Um, and I, I really love how you said before about how it feels in your body. And I know, you know, be- because we have been connected, I'm sure that we each have listeners who know who one another is. But mm. in case we, you know, have to help catch people up, your background, uh, you know, this isn't where you started. And so, you know, actually there was a pre-career in as a makeup artist yeah you've been a kinesiologist so how have each of those sort of iterations of your purpose even I imagine the makeup uh which is like well how does that help me now as a you know business alignment coach yes talk us through that it's so funny to say because as we were talking, I have iMessage on my computer and a message came through from one of my makeup clients saying, can you do my, my daughter's makeup? So, and I, and this morning on my mastermind call, we were talking about something and I said to my client, oh, I was talking about one of my clients. We were talking about like having, thinking you have different audiences in within your audience that you're speaking to and actually how it's one audience and you can trust that your clients can make that choice of how to work with you. And I was saying, I could market my makeup. I could speak to something and at the end say, come and book a makeup with me or come and book coaching with me because it's the same. Like it's the same people. I always say my makeup and I still do makeup sometimes. I, I joke with clients. I'm like, if you have my number, I'll do your makeup, but it's not, I don't market. Like you need to know me or know someone who knows. Careful. You're, you're about to have a whole influx of, yeah. oh, great, you do makeup. But I always say my makeup helps you, helps you feel like yourself, but like just a little bit like fresher or just more you. And every, when I do people's makeup, the, the amount of times I've done someone's makeup and they've said, I usually hate my makeup, but I feel so like myself. That's what my business coaching does. It helps you feel mm. so like yourself. Mm-hmm. So your question, to answer your question, and I even wrote about this in Aligned and Unstoppable, how all of our paths and careers, they can, we don't need to compartmentalize them. We can bring them together because in so many ways, um, even if it's a completely different shift, like you'd think makeup, makeup artistry, kinesiology, nutrition, naturopathy, business coaching, like writing, what does it have in common? The very linear process, yeah. right? <laughs> yes, Simple. that makes sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and actually I started at uni doing um, communications and I was going oh, to go in Italy with my best friend. I don't know if I ever knew that about you. Yes, I hated uni so much that I would. There were oh. two par- <laughs> two parking spots on the street outside, and then you just literally drove ten meters to a garage of car spots. And I would make a bet with the universe. I'd make a deal. If there's no spot outside, I'm driving home. And I very often got one of the two spots, but literally I just had to drive <laughs> ten more meters, and there was a car park. But that's how much I hated uni. You really hated it. I hated it. <laughs> so that's why I started makeup artistry on nights and weekends because I just needed like an outlet. And my parents were so supportive. And my mom even, I remember saying, she said to me, it's a great career to have when you have kids because you can do it weekends or, and I remember thinking, I was like 20. I said, mom, I'm so, I was like so (laughs) far away from that, but she's so right because Mm -hmm. it also helped me build my naturopathy business when I graduated because I could do a wedding and make a thousand dollars in, you know, five hours. And I didn't, I didn't, and it was so supportive because then I could just stay in my naturopathy clinic during the week 
and I didn't have to necessarily get another job. I didn't get another job while I built up my clients. So I've always just felt such a pull and also noticed when I was pulled. So when I was moving from nutrition, sorry, when I was moving from makeup artistry into nutrition and naturopathy, I don't know if I've told you the story, but there were three times in one week where I was guided to this specific college. The first time was when I was doing um, makeup on like at a location that was next door, the college that I'd been looking at. The next time I was doing makeup on a model who was studying there. And then again, I was doing makeup on a model three times in one week, three days in a row, all leading me to this college. And I'm just always guided there. And I, I see so many, like you think about showing up to a makeup shoot you might not know anyone you've got to you know get comfortable very quickly talking to people you know while you're also doing makeup so you're learning to read people while you're working so you're using both sides of your brain and also you've got to navigate you're a freelancer even if you have I got an agency very quickly who navigates and manages bookings and stuff but it's still up and down one week you might have Mm -hmm. five bookings the next week you'll have one and it's different people all the time. It's very creative. You're dealing with big personalities as well. And a lot of that is very much just being in business. Mm. So it it just all, it's, as you said, like, it looks like, so how does this make sense? <laughs> if you pull the essences and like the big values, the main values, the core themes, it's actually so, so like, not even similar, just in line. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Do you still use your kinesiology for like your muscle testing and when you're talking to the essence of the business? Uh, is that so when you say it feels light on my system or it feels good in my body, is that what you're referring to? I guess so. Good question. I used to, before I'd even graduated as a nutrition, as a kinesiologist, when I was working as a naturopath, I would open up my herbal medicine cupboard and the herbs that I needed for that client before my logical brain stepped in with, Oh, they have this, they need that. Mm -hmm. The herbs would like gravitate, like levitate off the shelves almost and just be pulled. (laughs) Like Harry Potter. Like Harry Potter. (laughs) And so I could open a shelf and almost be like, okay, I need the herb in the bottom right-hand corner. I need the herb that's at the second shelf, like third from the back. And I wouldn't know what it was yet until I went to pick up the bottle. So I think that I'm always very like physically in tune with what is needed. And then, so to answer your question, I do still do kinesiology. I use it with my clients. Um, And what I found, even when I was, even years ago, before I added in this level of, of coaching and belief work and mindset coaching is I would often just receive the answers without needing to muscle test, which is very much, I think, just being open to guidance. So I think Mm -hmm. it's such a blend for me where sometimes I muscle test and sometimes I just look down at my tools, my kinesiology tools. And I'm like, it's this book, it's that page, it's this. And it just drops in. So it's a bit of both. I still love to do kinesiology and like, you know, find blocks. But I also, for me, a big piece of it is being guided by our body and then really looking at like consciously connecting what's going on in your body with the beliefs and the thoughts that we can bridge that gap and connect mind and body and business. And that's how we build the change as opposed to just going to the body I want to also know what you're thinking and feeling and then map that together and connect that together for you so that when you leave, you haven't thought, oh, I need Cassie to help me find that block. It's like, oh, wait, I can find that block because that's what I'm thinking. And maybe I helped you, not maybe, I would have helped you see something, but you have, you build that skill within yourself and you build those tools within yourself. Well, and they are just 
tools, right? Yeah. And it's like, even as someone who's created Oracle cards and, you know, we've both written books and we've got programs and things that, you know, we genuinely believe help people, yeah. but it is just the tool. And, you know, part of being specifically a channel is that something moves through me for someone else. And I think any of that kind of work that both of us are doing, uh, it is this co-creation with whomever we're working with as much as it is. And I guess, you know, for business alignment in particular, it's a co-creation with the business entity and the person who's running it and you as the facilitator in that, you know, mastermind. And I mean, I, I just find it fascinating. And then, you know, for someone like myself who has this sort of business background, it's like, wow, I may not have needed all of that. <laughs> uh, I mean, it certainly has come in handy, but it can also be when, when there are a lot of rules. Um, and, and that's also true in, you know, self-help, spirituality, self-development, that there can be so many rules and so many systems and processes. And to your point earlier, it's like, yeah, just flip to the page yes. <laughs> and, and you're going to get what you need. Um, even being able to guide ourselves full stop spirit saying it's like (laughs) you that's it you can guide yourself yeah and you know people like us are there to help facilitate that for people but we're not some magic pill or like some you know rare beacon of light it's like oh no I'm just able to see something you can't at the minute yeah and even like um to your point of like sometimes a client will message me right after a session and say oh my god this just happened and I've had like last two weeks I had two clients message me on the same day saying um like working with you is magic and I was like you're it's you like I want to receive that as like I'm grateful that you said that and also I didn't do that yes working together might have helped you or would have helped you with that skill and that whatever you needed but that came through you for you because of you and so it is so nice, like, when we think about, you know, if a client ever says to me, oh, shouldn't I be, or I should be, I'm like, Who's, who says, who mm. said, like, because we do, we take on rules from the industry and people that we also might look up to and we've seen maybe their success or we think that we need a map, we need to be on their same path. But I just love, I all, and I've said this for years and years, it's your business and your choice. Mm. So like, I decided to not do branded graphics anymore, even though I've got beautiful branding and I love my colors and my logo and my fonts. Beautiful. It, do, it just doesn't matter for now. And also if one day I change my mind, that also won't matter. It's not like I'm undoing mm. all the, the good from my decision to stop doing it. I've just changed my mind because guess what? It's my business and my choice. Mm. And I'm the one living in my business and I'm the one who you know, the decisions that come through me, I, I live in that result and that not consequence, but that's, it's, so it's so important that I back the choices that I make. Yeah. Well, that's so true, isn't it? Because we can emulate whether it is in business, whether it's in motherhood, whether it's, I don't know, the Joneses next door, right? That we can emulate or, or aspire to what seems so glossy for someone else, but it's just not your path. Mm. And 
it can be, especially for the work that we do, just as refreshing for our clients or the people who come and work with us, uh, or maybe read the books and never want to work with us or hear of us because of the cousin's friend, brother, or the tra- <laughs> you know, whatever, that are never going to come and work with us, but have gained something because we've just been ourselves. Yes. Yes. And when it comes down to it, for me anyway, that what is at the core of that is the soul who's come here with a heck of a lot of gifts and wisdom and talent that's chosen this particular body and these particular parents and circumstances, et cetera, and said, this is perfect. And then as humans, we go, no, it's not. Let me do this and do that. And it's like, well, okay, I'll let you do that. And then you'll Um, come back to being like, this is perfect. (laughs) But it's true. I love to, like, I often remind my clients and I have to remind myself as well that like, this is, this is working. This is like a client will come and say, but no one signed up yet. And I'm like, but what if this is what you need for the next client to sign up? And to your point of just being yourself, I just launched, as we said, on Sunday, a program about selling no matter your mood and then I was like oh wait did I I did I I did I expected people to sign up in the first like two seconds and then (laughs) you know what I posted yesterday on social media the beautiful honest truth that no one had signed up yet three days into the launch and I got so many reply first I said to everyone how many people do you think have signed up because I want to I wanted to highlight the stories we make up about other people and clients, oh, so I'm, res- I'm fascinated. What did they think had happened? So, so yeah, first I did a story. I said, tell me how many people you think have signed up in the last three, two, it was two and a half days. And I got responses ranging from three clients up to 47 people. And I was like, great, fabulous. Welcome. And <laughs> welcome. And what was so funny was 47 has been my, my, was like my angel number for a very, very, very long time. So I really loved that that came through anyway, just mm-hmm. on its own. And then I did several stories, like talking to camera. Uh, And the first video said, and it's up there. I put it as a behind the scene highlight on my stories. Uh, I was rather on my, on my feed. You know what I mean? Account. Mm. And I said, do you want to know how many people signed up? And I did this. And I said, that's zero, not three. Zero people have signed up in the first, you know, two, three days. And I said, do you want to know what that means about me as a coach? literally nothing the same thing yeah zero (laughs) exactly nothing I should have done that (laughs) because we make up first I said I want you to see the story you want to made up about me oh Cassie probably sold 47 spots within two days just from like one Instagram post and a thing I would never do that not saying that was that client saying that but just what we can project Mm. onto other people Mm -hmm. and then I also just love to see the behind the scenes of people's launches and businesses and I don't really care about people's strategy oh I'm going to do five Instagram posts and then 10 because that feels to me like vanilla ice cream <laughs> I want to know what they were which thinking. by the way is actually delicious. delicious delicious but I want to know what they were thinking and feeling and how did they move through the discomfort and what did they do and that didn't go to plan and da, da, da. so I I just spoke to it and I just said no one signed up yet and guess what that's such a beautiful invitation for me to keep believing the beliefs I choose to believe people are always talking themselves into working with me that you know the next post might be the post that someone needs to just take that beautiful leap and I really trust like I enjoy showing up to sell I enjoy telling people about this thing I have and I trust the program so beautifully if I decided to believe 
any of the negative stories that are possible if I haven't sold in three days, then I would probably stop selling and prove my thought true. Oh, no one likes it. Like the thing doesn't work. Instead of this, this zero sales in three days of a six-week launch, PS, is working. And then, as I said to you, I went to record a podcast episode on launch disappointment and the first sale came through. First of many. And I said to I people, just love that we can't. The first, but you won't be the last. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and we can't orchestrate that, right? It's no. it's like, uh, look, I, I know that there is um, real method to business strategies and launch strategies in particular. But I'm also having this conversation with, you know, my friends who were in business. A lot of my clients were also in business. The world has changed. And, you know, the the capacity that we have as individuals, the kind of stress and trauma that we've all had, you know, well, just generally in our Mm. lives, let alone the last couple of years, and to kind of just keep going, like, we, we need to pivot, we need to think differently um and if instead of sort of formulating this thing that worked for you know mary down the street it's like what is the thing that works for me which is ultimately following your own heart and following your own path and actually you have all the answers and yes there will always be people to help guide you but you have to come back to yourself and to that point like if I think I've had no strategy the last like year and a bit of coming back to work and I built my business back up to a point where I'm earning the same I'm earning more working like Mm. way less than before mat leave and way way more than what I was I'm earning all yeah like almost the same as what I was um, more sorry than when I was working five days a week before kids in two days And my only strategy has been to look at the beliefs and the energy that I'm, that I'm sitting in, that I'm embodying, that I'm radiating out and really trusting that what I believe is what I radiate and what I radiate is felt by my clients and looking for like the, I've created processes where you find those sneaky beliefs and then the energy that they're emitting into your business and that is why things maybe don't sometimes go the way you want. It's not because you didn't do X amount of Instagram posts or you didn't do a reel or you did reel, but you didn't do static posts and you didn't do a newsletter, but you did an Instagram live yeah. and not a Facebook. None of that. <laughs> it's not that. Like the strategy is great, but that belief work, that energy work, that coming at it like this is working, there's nothing broken. I'm not here to fix myself. I don't need to be anyone else other than exactly who I am. Mm. And that showing up effort like with ease of like there isn't a massive process I have to take myself through in order to show up that's going to kind of roadblock me if I have two minutes and I want to get something out. That has allowed me to market with two kids working two half days to two days a week and some naps and build my business back up to a place where it's like it feels like I'm only just getting started and also it's so supportive. Yeah, I can feel like you're only just getting started. Yeah. This is like a whole new Cassie, yeah. you know, well, not a whole new Cassie. It's like just... me, but amplified. It's just more yes. me. Yes. Well, that's what you said before, that that working with you, it, that's how your clients end up. So, I mean, you, you've, you know, you are your best case study, right? Yeah. You, that you've taken yourself through that process. Um, my next question for you is like, 
just purely out of my own interest and yeah. I'm really curious to see what you're going to say but are you going to write again so funny because I have very little desire to write another book mm. yeah I I love my books dearly and deeply and I love my like concept of myself as an author I wouldn't say I'm done mm. but I'm so happy writing how I'm writing now. Little pieces of like posts in the newsletter and then like, you know, my VA puts all my, any post that feels like it is the right, I don't know, energy will go up on my blog. Like, like I've been mm. blogging again, but it's just from my Instagram post. And we keep a log of all the posts she's been uploading. And over the last year we've added like, I don't even remember how many, but so much content. And I'm just so happy that it's just sitting there. And for me, I just don't want like the, all the, everything else around a book. I'm like, I just want to show yes, up. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's worth it. But for me right now, it's not. Mm-hmm. I just want to show up and coach and then write some stuff, record a podcast and then like go pick up my kids and go to the park. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually on that note, it's probably time to go pick up the kids. Oh, so we need to do this again. I'm so thrilled that we've had everyone else sort of eavesdropping on our conversation. (laughs) Uh, It was so enjoyable and just what I needed and hopefully what everyone else needed. Yes, and me. All right, so that's that thing that we would do if we were just each other's like guest of like, where do you find you? So we have been talking so much about... Instagram. Yes. <laughs> uh, just go there. Yeah. <laughs> HelenJacobs.co and you are Cassie Mendoza Jones, all one word, one long word. <laughs> Remember when you used to say all one word, all lowercase. Yeah, because people get hotmail.com. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I think because my name is double barreled, people don't know when to put or not put the hyphen. Do you normally hyphen your name? I do, always. Mendoza hyphen Jones, but there's no hyphen in my Instagram. Not in your, okay. So I have to, or in my email. No, of course not, yes. Okay. When I make reservations for restaurants, I just say um, Nick Jones, which is my husband, because I can't say Cassie. It comes across as Kathy or Daphne. And Mendoza Jones. Kelly. Kelly? Kelly. Yeah. How is that? I think it's just the L sound in the middle. I can't get an S across on the phone, apparently. People will say Kathy. I'm like, no, Cassie. And then once I said to someone, once I said to someone, it's Cassie, like Lassie. And they said, your name's Lassie? And I was like, no. Oh, God. Well, so, thanks for coming on the show, Lassie. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I'm going to put links and all that. Yes, in the show notes. Show there will be no misunderstanding. You don't have to remember, just click. Not laughing. <laughs> oh, what a joy. Thank you so much, Cassie. If you liked that episode, you will love my free workshop on how to download your divine business plan. This workshop will help you see what gems your business has in store for you and give you so much more confidence about how to communicate with your business to receive the guidance, insight, and intuitive instructions on your next step. The replay is available for you right now via the link in my show notes. And once you've tuned in, or if you just want to share something that's landed for you on this episode, come over and find me on Instagram at Cassie Mendoza Jones. I would love to hear from you. 
Okay, that's it for me for this episode. I hope to catch you on the next one.